Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thanks very much for doing that. We have a special guest today, Dr. Lauren Crosby, who is a pediatrician, nationally recognized expert on parenting, as well as on your immune health. She graduated from Smith College, not far from where I graduated from, Williams, and she went to the UCLA School of Medicine, what we call inferior California compared to UC San Francisco. And then she served as chief resident and is certified and a spokesperson for the American Board of Pediatrics, as well as a spokesperson for Make-A-Wish Foundation, where she serves on the board and is a medical reviewer for What to Expect. And I should say, she is a founding member of Hope in a Suitcase can follow her on Instagram at Dr. Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, Crosby, C-R-O-S-B-Y, and the Twitter is at Dr. Lauren Crosby, as is the YouTube. We're talking to her today because of uh, kids are back to school, and the question is, should they get the flu vaccine? Should they wait to get the approval on the COVID-19 vaccine uh, or the SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, and what should we talk to kids about regarding uh, flu and masks, etc.? She is in Hawaii, so I doubt she has a mask on now, but I'm going to ask her that. And of course, we're all jealous because Uh, The weather has turned from beautiful in Cleveland, where I am, and Chicago, where the engineering setup is, um, to Hawaii, which is perpetually um, perfect. So, Lauren, thanks very much for coming back. Let me ask you, what does it mean for kids to come back, and should they all be wearing masks? Well, yes. I mean, kids are back in school, right? And we have cold and flu season on the horizon. So their immune systems are going to be challenged, challenged in more ways than just COVID-19, even though that has taken the forefront right now. So masks is a yes. And we, you know, depending on where people live, it can be quite controversial, sadly. But where I live in Los Angeles, California, they have a lot of very strict rules, rules for vaccinations and rules for masking. And we are, as physicians in Los Angeles, grateful for that. And we know now that California has the lowest COVID-19 rate. So I think there we are doing a good job. And it just proves that vaccinations and masking and distancing and all the layers of protection that we do are helping us get through this pandemic. Now, with the kids going back to school, you know, their immune system will be challenged and we want them to be ready. We want their immune system to be in the best shape possible. We want to support it with a healthy lifestyle, with the proper layers of protection and the proper choices, even of quality supplements. So, you know, I get a lot of questions about the immune system from parents, a lot. (laughs) It's a common one. And I should ask you, what is, what are the most common questions that parents are now asking you and and how do you, how can you can you 
answer them all on your YouTube channel. The, the YouTube channel, we should say, is Dr. Lauren Crosby. Um, just her name is her YouTube channel. Do you do that on the YouTube channel, or, or how do people ask you questions now? Typically, most of the time, the questions come from all the patients in our practice because I am a partner in a practice in Beverly Hills, California. We have six doctors in that practice, and it's a super busy practice. So we are answering these questions with our families all of the time. I don't know. I have, you know, maybe I will be able to share this podcast, and that will also help people gain this information. But the questions I get asked are, how can I keep my child from getting sick? How can I boost or support their immune system? What do you recommend? Do you recommend any vitamins or supplements specifically for, you know, my child that you think knowing my child as their doctor for this many years, you know their history, what should we do? So I typically go through a list of about six things parents can do to support the body's natural immune system and make sure that they are doing everything that they can to keep their kids well, prevent them from missing school, and of course with COVID-19, prevent the spread of disease even more. Because, you know, every kid that comes in our office, even with a slight cold, it could be COVID. You know, it literally can mimic so many things. We are testing every kid who walks in with any kind of a symptom now of any respiratory illness or intestinal, even diarrhea in children or vomiting. So we're seeing it a lot. But, yes, I have my six pointers. So let's so talk what about are that. the So what are mm-hmm. the six things? Number one. <laughs> my first one is, and it's always important to all the time, is keep all those recommended vaccines up to date. And as you mentioned earlier, flu shot, it is time to get that flu shot. We recommend the American Academy of Pediatrics flu shots by Halloween. You know, that's a good date kids can relate to. But by the end of October, it's really good to get them in. So you should start now because also children, it's approved for age six months old and up. And the first year a child under age nine gets a flu shot, they need two of them a month apart. So you have to plan so that they'll be protected by the time flu hits. And we don't want a twindemic, right, with a flu pandemic and a COVID pandemic. So anything we can do to prevent that is a good thing. So that's my number one, vaccines. (laughs) And the COVID-19 vaccine for anyone who is eligible. We definitely, definitely think it's important. Now, now the second thing go to, I'm going to go through, I'm going to just be your uh, straight person, if you will, and just ask you, Dr. Lauren Crosby, to go through the six, but let's go through number two. So number one is get vaccinated. You didn't talk anything about nutrition or sleep or exercise. Where do those fit? That's coming. Number two. (laughs) Number two is sleep. People really, you know, and as you know, people often will shortcut sleep skimp on sleep instead of prioritizing sleep. It really is that. Especially kids. Right? And and teenagers are the worst, I have to say. And I have a lot of teenagers in my practice having been in practice a long time. So sleep is a nightly recharge for your child's body and your mind, no matter how old they are. And it's the same for adults. So disrupting that can lead to a lot of problems. And in children, we can see, besides the fact that it can impair the immune system, we can have learning problems, memory problems behavior problems, and even weight gain. A lot of the times when I'm tackling a behavior issue, my first question is, tell me about their sleep. What time do they go to bed? What time do they wake up? What's the schedule? Do they have a routine? So sleep is so important for health in general, including for the immune system. So that's my number two. (laughs) Super important. Exercise is my number three, because the connection between 
exercise and immune health is still being studied, we do know kids need to move to stay healthy. And that means at least an hour of moderate to vigorous physical activity each day whenever possible. You know, I modify it with families who have certain situations where I see that it really is impossible, but we want to do our best because it can help decrease your chance of, as we know, developing heart disease, keeps your bones healthy and strong. And though, you know, we also know there's theories about how it can help the immune system. It might help flush bacteria out of the lungs and the airways to maybe reduce the chance of getting sick. It circulates the white blood cells and the antibodies maybe faster. So maybe they can catch on to stuff and get rid of it. Even the rise in body temperature during and right after exercise. Maybe that'll help when you think about how temperatures rise, like when you have a fever, right? There is some physiologic reason for that. And stress, right? So exercise can help slow down the release of stress hormones and stress may increase the chance of illness. Lower stress hormones might protect. So there's so many reasons to exercise. (laughs) So that's my number three. So we've done three now. We've done three, vaccine, sleep, and exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, nutrition and toxins Mm -hmm. should fit in here pretty soon. So where does nutrition and and even uh, supplementing with uh, vitamins or whatever, Mm -hmm. where do those fit in? Well, so I do, you know, I do talk about hydration as well because, you know, I like kids to drink water and milk mostly, but, you know, kids need it to stay healthy. keeps your blood flowing and circulation going. And, you know, if they don't get enough, it can impact your, your body function. So, you know, we talk about, how much fluid a kid needs. Children age one to three need at least four cups. And, you know, there are guidelines on that. So hydration is key also for, you know, some kids, they're tired, they're cranky, they don't feel well. And sometimes it's because they need more fluid. So that's number four, but number five and six really are tied together. One, number five is eating right. And, you know, we talk about how no single food will optimize your immune system, but a nutrient-rich diet will go really a long way to support your immune system, help curb obesity, prevent deficiencies, and also, of course, prevent other health issues going forward over the long term. So, you know, really trying to avoid a lot of processed foods and fat foods is so key. You want to you wanna feed your body. Again, people want to naturally support the immune system. That's the way to do it. You know, whole foods whole grains, protein, fruits, veggies, you know, try and steer clear of, you know, prepackaged foods. Like people, parents say, oh, well, he had a granola bar. And I'm like, that's sugar. Like, look at the labels. And I talk about looking at the labels, how much sugar there may be in many of those. So if you want to give their immune system a bump, you know, always throw in those colorful foods too. Those, you know, citrus for your vitamin C and orange veggies and berries and antioxidants. So eating right is really important. And that's a big one for number five. I'm sure you would agree. <laughs> Absolutely agree with uh, the first uh, five. And six is probably adding something else, supplements, because obviously you and I are both on the uh, scientific advisory board of a company that makes something that I think is important for immune health, and you probably do too. So Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about number six. Absolutely. One supplement I do highly recommend is a colostrum supplement. And, you know, many people are not really familiar with this yet, so I I definitely wanted to provide some information on this great, great product. You know, people are, parents are introduced to colostrum 
So they hear it in that sense when they have their baby because it's that first milk that a nursing mother makes during the first few days after birth and it gives all those nutrients and fluid a baby needs during those first few days. We often in pediatrics and people in general, but we call it liquid gold truly because it is so precious, it is so beneficial and you know it contains so many components that jumpstart a newborn's immune system and help them fight off infection and disease and illness. And it really is what we call nature superfood. It, you know, the human it, colostrum has oligosaccharides for your intestines and growth factors and all kinds of things that fight infections, lactoferrin, lactoperoxidase. And, and you know, these components are, are really building blocks of a child's immune system and the digestive system, and they'll set the stage for ongoing health. But, you know, after birth, people don't really think about colostrum anymore and how, you know, it, they don't think that it could be available, but there is a source for it, which is so interesting. And I've learned so much about it over this past year or so. And that's bovine colostrum, which is colostrum from dairy cows. And it's an amazing way for us to continue to incorporate colostrum into our daily diets, kids age one and up, you know, through adulthood. And there's actually a lot of research to support it. So I can certainly talk about that a bit if we have time. <laughs> I think we have time. As as you may know, I asked actually the company to join their scientific advisory board because I started researching what helped in preventing bloating after exercise. Um, I was a, you know, I... I read about the problem of people doing intense exercise and developing a leaky gut. And when I looked at the data, I, it, it initially came from Italy and Europe, but we've got randomized studies from the U.S. now as well, where giving bovine colostrum about two grams in tablet form a day helped the Italian athletes, the Italian soccer players, decrease their leaky gut and help marathoners decrease leaky gut. And so that's how I got interested in this, what I would call unknown product, bovine colostrum. And now I give it or advise it for most of my patients who are on non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, including aspirin, low-dose even, because that's another thing. It, it protects the intestinal lumen against those things. So I know a bunch about it in adults. I know nothing about it in kids, Dr. Crosby. So, and we are talking to Dr. Lauren Crosby. You can see her on YouTube or share um, her Instagram stories, if you will. Dr. Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N Crosby. C-R-O-S-B-Y is her um, handle. So tell us about it in kids. Sure. You know, one of the most common reasons parents bring their kids to see us is for upper respiratory tract infections of all kinds and diarrhea diseases, diarrhea illnesses. And there, there's been some studies on this in kids. There's been a lot of extensive research. But in one study published in medicine, children aged one to six years who had recurrent upper respiratory tract infections or diarrhea received three or six grams of this product depending on their age. And they received it for six months. But after two months of consuming it, they had fewer total infections, fewer upper respiratory tract infections, fewer diarrhea episodes, and fewer hospitalizations. And after six months of receiving it, all of the measures were even significantly lower. And you know, those upper respiratory tract infections, people go, oh, it's just a cold. But a lot of times in children, they cause significant morbidity. We get a lot of ear infections, and then kids need tons of antibiotics. 
and often surgery in their ears to put in tubes to drain the inner ear infections or sinus infections. So these can lead to other things. And there was another study in the Indian Journal of Pediatrics. Children aged one to eight years received three grams of bovine colostrum per day for 12 weeks, and they showed a significant decrease in upper respiratory tract infections as well, reduced by 92% at week 12, which is amazing, and a reduction in the number of diarrhea episodes down 87% by week 12. And hospitalizations were reduced also by 92% by week 12. And there's other studies too. There's another one from 2019, and it also shows that infectious diarrhea disease can really go down. And, and, and even growth and development in a kid. There's one interesting study published in the Journal of Pediatric Gastroenterology and Nutrition that looked at kids 1 to 10 who suffered from mild or moderate, what we call unexplained failure to thrive. And failure to thrive in children is when their weight or their rate of weight gain is significantly below that of other children of similar age or sex. So you really, they're not growing right, they're not gaining right, what's going on? And the children who received 40 milligram of bovine colostrum per kilogram of body weight daily for three months experienced faster growth rates after three months of consuming it. So it definitely helps improve growth in those kids with failure to thrive. So lots of good stuff. So I recommend it for children age one year and up. And how much do you write? You've given us a, a very a couple very doses. So if if you've got the the average mom who's sending her kid to preschool let's say is age four what would a dose be that is appropriate so you know what's interesting and actually what's really good is there is a, a brand that actually has incorporated this into colostrum tubules for kids powders for kids so depending on their age and how they will take it they can take either, for instance, uh, if we had to say like the powder, like a scoop of the powder would be for children over a year age of, of one of the brands. So the dose does depend on where you get it sourced from, but there is a brand called Life's First Naturals that actually has it already plotted out for you. It's very easy. You look at the bottle, you see the dose for the child, and there it is, which is amazing. So, you know, that one has in it, in the scoop, it has 2,000 milligrams or two grams in it. So that's just an example. So it's about that for the, for the kids. But yeah, it can be formulated. It can be put into powders, capsules. You can mix the powder in smoothies. The chewables taste great for children age three and up. So basically, the colostrum is not just for early life nutrition, as we've seen in newborns. It can be successfully added to dietary supplements and beverages really to support digestive health. And you're, I know you look at that a lot too, and we do in kids, and immune health really throughout all stages of life. So it's really a great product. We're talking with Dr. Lauren Crosby, and I've got to let her go because she is in Hawaii, and it's prime time. It's just about, I think, 11.30 a.m. there. We tape this at uh, 5 p.m. here in uh Cleveland, and so I should let uh, Lauren go. Lauren, do you have your children with you in Hawaii? I do not this time. This is my and my husband. This is our anniversary trip, and they are older, my two sons, so they are somewhat self-sufficient at this point. My younger one just started law school, and my older one went to Columbia and has a master's in public health, so they are doing some good. 
which is great. No one would know that you could have children that old if you <laughs> looked on YouTube at Dr. Lauren Crosby is uh, her name. You can follow her, Dr. L-A-U-R-E-N-C-R-O-S-B-Y, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And thank you for the advice. Thank you for interrupting your uh, anniversary vacation for us. And we'll be back. I should say this is number 1065B. We'll be back next week. You'll want to listen to uh, last week's guest as well. That was Dr. Primark, who wrote the book, You Are What You Click, who talks about um, how to use social media. In fact, how to help kids with social media as well um, and to use it for benefit and how to limit it and get the kids curious about how they capture the child's attention as a way of getting them to understand what is happening on social media and to get them to be able to use it in a creative way. The week before was a wonderful 1063B kissing by Andrea Dukmarajan. Um, wonderful, wonderful book. Both of those last two are outstanding books as well. Um, but Lauren, thank you for talking to us. I'm going to try and uh, repeat these in reverse order. Uh, some supplement, bovine colostrum, eating right with citrus fruits, etc. Hydration, exercise, sleep, and getting the mandatory vaccines. And uh, that includes the flu vaccine at this time. Make sure to get it by Halloween. Thanks again, Lauren, for interrupting things. Thank Brad for engineering. And especially thank you for downloading us. We'll be back next week.